The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode and another rendition of the Everything Medicare podcast. As always, I'm your host, Christian Brindle, where... Me and my company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, bring you at least a podcast, mostly two, every single week where we discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. In a world, folks, and an industry where information just is scarce and where information is just very tough to come by, it's like pulling teeth to really get an honest unbiased answer. Even if you get some proper information, in a lot of cases, it comes with some biases depending on that specific person's um, preference. And today, I'm going to, to give you a complete unbiased review of probably my favorite Medicare supplement that we have in the marketplace today. And so I'm really going to just give you everything the good, the bad, the ugly, and trust me, no matter what anybody says, there is some bad to it. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't get Plan G's, but there is some danger and some possible um, negatives that you need to be aware of in order to make a proper informed decision. Um, before I get too far into this, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who listens to us week after week, shows us support, and has shown support to me for my new baby that, and for my wife and I anyway, um, who are who she could drop any day now. She's about nine months pregnant. She could give birth any day now. We have an inducement date, and it's been a little difficult for me to get guests scheduled on the podcast just due because of the fact that we don't know when she's coming. And I've been basically completely working remotely, um, communicating with my office until this happens just because I want to be there when she's born and I want to be there to be able to take her to the hospital and all that good stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's been quite the ride and I'm very, very excited for her to come. And so many of you have reached out to me in different methods and different ways to, to show your support to us. And I can't t- thank you enough. Um, looking forward to being a father. But that's, that's, not all I wanted. That's, that's not what I wanted to talk with you about today. So today we're talking about Plan G. Okay. So before we get started, let's give a little history back on Plan G. I've done podcast episodes in the past on all Medicare supplements as a whole, and Plan G was touched on. I've done Medicare supplement podcast episodes before where we just touched on a couple of the supplements, but it was Plan F, Plan G, Plan N. Um, but I don't believe I've ever done one strictly on Plan G, so I'm going to get deep and dive into the good and the bad, you know. And um, I'm definitely going to be coming at it from an unbiased perspective because I, for one, am a huge believer and fan in the Plan G, and I will tell you why at some point in this episode, which I will come back to later Um, But there are some bad things that people need to be aware of. So first off, let's start with the history of Plan G. 
Well, Plan G is a plan that came into the the picture around 2010-2011 time when when they when the government passed an act to add several new Medigaps to the fray, you know, because they had grandfathered out some old ones, you know, such as the Plan J or and others. And Medigaps like Plan F, we even though in 2010 Plan F was still immensely popular and was clearly the most sought after Medicare supplement in the marketplace and of, probably of all time, um, it was getting closer to the end for the Plan F. I think that the lawmakers saw this. The insurance companies saw this. The insurance industry saw this. It would still remain a force and a juggernaut for many years to come, but it would lead into what we have today where, you know, Plan F is still available for this year. And then starting in 2020, I've done a whole podcast episode if you want to know more about this, but starting in 2020, they're grandfathering the Plan F in, meaning that if you were eligible for Medicare, before the year 2020, you can still pick up a Plan F. But if you become eligible for Medicare after 2020, you can't get a Plan F. But it hasn't been that much of a difficulty or really a concern for most people because most people today aren't buying a Plan F. Because Plan Fs have been around since 1992. That's when they were brought into the fray. I wrote a whole book about Medigaps, if you'd like to know about it, where I break down all this history. But a brief history of it. The Plan F, and, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, I know this episode's about Plan G, but in order for me to properly explain the history of the Plan G, I got to tell a little bit about the F because I think it matters because the G has truly usurped the F in 2019 and has for many years, actually, as the proper Medigap to offer. Um, plan F had been around since 92 when Plan G came into the fray back in 2010-2011 time period. And other plans entered the conversation as well, such as Plan N and others. Um, But Plan F has been around since 92, folks. So we're talking almost 20 years now. Well, actually, excuse my... uh, I'm still worn out from the week. I'm an imbecile. That is well over 20 years. Probably close to 30 years. So excuse my math on that. Um, That's a very long time for a Medicare supplement to be around in the marketplace. Let me explain something to you on why the Plan F isn't as viable as it used to be because what's changed? Well, what's changed are two things, the rates for the Plan F and number two, the rate increases for someone that picks up a Plan F. Plan Medicare supplement rate increases are primarily dictated for two simple reasons. Number one, as you get older, the insurance company determines that it's going to cost you them more to cover you as you age. So they raise your rates based on age. Number two, they raise your rates based off of um, what they call the community rate increase. The community rate increase is basically a couple of different things. It factors in inflation, but the main thing that affects you that you really can't control, because you can't control inflation, but what affects you in, 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 in the most controllable way, I would say, is the community rate increases. Um, I'm trying to find the right way to word this. The community rate increases... Um, way of working to where when you sign up for a Medicare supplement, let's say I sign up with a plan F with XYZ insurance company, XYZ insurance company 
will then add me to a group of people of every other person. It could be in my state if it's a very large company or it could be in the whole country if it's maybe a smaller company of people that also have the same plan as me. So a plan F, let's say. And my rate increases are going to partially be determined by the average of claims that are being paid out. Now, since Plan F has been around since 92 and there's been people jumping on board with every single carrier all the way going forward, um, this has caused the rate increases to be much higher on average. And also the prices and the premiums have become inflated due to this fact as well because the insurance companies determine that it's going to cost them quite a bit more up front to cover you. So they're, they're much more expensive than they used to be and it makes their value go down. Not only that, Plan F's also take on people in the event of a guaranteed issue. What a guaranteed issue means is basically if you're canceled on a type of policy, let's say you're on a Medicare Advantage plan and they decide to pull out of the county. If you want to know more about Advantage plans, I've done tons of podcasts about them. I'm not going to get into them too much today because this is not what this is about. But if you If you're on a Medicare Advantage plan and they pull out of the county, a plan F with any insurance company has to take you, at least today, at least in 2019, with no health questions and no underwriting. So they're not only have they been around for so long and they have so many people on them and, you know, it's just a matter of fact that the longer people are on the plans, typically, statistically speaking, the more they're going to be using the plan and the more their health is probably set to deteriorate as they get older. And it's just, it's just an ugly fact of life. But for most people, that has a lot to do with it. And so you're basically, when you sign up for a Plan F, joining this um, group of people, which probably mostly consists of people that are much older than you if you're in your 60s, maybe even in your 70s. There's probably going to be a lot of people in their 80s, 90s, maybe even early 100s on plan F's with all these different companies and that affects your rate increases. So you could never use your plan. It wouldn't matter. It's based off the average of and the collective average of every other person in, that's in the group that you're a part of. So plan G being around much shorter amount of time from 2010, 2011 to now, it has a lot to do with those rate increases. Um, they typically have lower rate increases they typically are going to save you a lot of premium coming in. There's a lot of things that need to be taken into consideration here. But the reason why the Plan G has kind of rose to prominence is because not that it's a better plan, and I'll get into that in segment two, but because the Plan F has just not been as good of a value in most places. There's exceptions. Every market is going to have different prices. Every state's going to have different prices. And I know... I know a lot of people listen to this podcast from all over the country, so there's no absolutes with this. There are some areas where the Plan F still might be a good money value for you, but not many. And even if it is, chances are it's not going to be because the rate increases going forward are going to be much higher due to what I explained earlier. The plan's been around since 92. You're becoming part of a pool of people and so on and so forth. Stay with me into segment two, and I will talk to you completely and fully about Plan G the good, the bad, the ugly, now that we've broken down to the history of it. And I will tell you everything you need to know about the Plan G. Stay put.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, folks, to segment two of this week's Everything Medicare podcast. Thank you for sticking with us this far, and I'm going to reward you now. So let's talk about Plan G. Let's start with the good, which a lot of, for a lot of you might be completely obvious. Um, okay, so we talked about Plan F, okay? The difference in coverage between these two plans, if you don't already know, is the way a Medigap works is they pick up what Medicare does not pay. So typically when someone has Medicare parts A and B, they work together. They both cover different things. I've done whole episodes about this. So go back and listen if this is your first time listening. But they typically work together to cover a person's medical bills, hospitalizations, doctor's office appointments, outpatient surgeries, durable medical equipment, blood work, things along those natures. And they both cover different things, but together they give a person medical coverage. Now, they will only cover medical coverage, and they'll typically, they have deductibles and coinsurances that they leave behind if that's all a person has. However, the most notable thing is for a lot of things, they'll only pay 80% of the bill, leaving 20% behind with you. So the purpose of a Medicare supplement is to supplement Medicare. They call them Medigaps because they fill in the gaps that Medicare leaves behind. And Plan F is the only one that comes in and pays 100% of what Medicare doesn't pay. They pay all the deductibles, all the co-pays, and they pay the, the entire 20%. Okay. So it's important that you understand that Plan F, if, if, if let's say you could get both of them for free, a Plan F is a better plan because it's the only one that's not going to come with any out-of-pocket. So you might be asking me, why would I want to plan G over plan F? If, this is, if you're new to Medicare or maybe you just aren't that familiar with the industry, plan F in most markets, most, I'd say 9 out of 10, the difference in premium between a typical plan F and a plan G is probably going to be 30 bucks or more per month in premium. So 30 bucks or more. You times that by 12 months per year, and that doesn't, have, in, that doesn't include the rate increase difference because plan Fs are going to go up typically, statistically, more per year as far as rate increases than the G will, not even close. So you'll, and not only, you'll save $360 a year in premium, and you'll save a lot more than that going forward and with, with the rates not going up quite as much with the plan G, at least the way things stand right now. Um, however... The Plan G does have a $185 deductible that they don't pay for. So basically, it's simple. They pay everything Medicare doesn't except for this deductible. This deductible is known as the Medicare Part B deductible. Um, it's $185 per calendar year. It's one time a year. Um, and once it's paid, the Plan G is identical to the F in every way going forward to the to the end of the year. So... You save three hundred, maybe maybe three hundred to maybe somewhere between three to five hundred dollars in premium a year between the F and the G. You save that going on the G opposed to the F, excuse me. 
and your the only difference in coverage is the G comes with a hundred and eighty five dollar deductible that the plan F pays. That's it, one time a year. It's not like you have to pay it per incident; it's one time per year. So when you pick up an F today, you're essentially paying them three to five hundred dollars extra per year for them to pay the hundred and eighty five dollar deductible. It just doesn't make a lot of monetary sense today. So that's why that has a lot to do with the Plan F's demise, you know, and it's just lack of, um, lack of competitiveness in 2019. But this has, been, this has been going on for many years, probably 2014, 15, although not as many carriers carried a Plan G in 2014. But that's neither here nor there. Now pretty much every carrier does. So financially speaking... You save money coming in, no matter whether you use it or not, whether you pay the deductible or not, because you're spending more in premium to pick up a plan F to have them pay that deductible than than the deductible would even cost you if you had to pay it. Not only that, like I said, you're going to have rate increases that are going to be higher with the F opposed to the G. So... Sounds pretty good, right? Sounds pretty good on paper. Plan Gs are newer. There's younger people on them for the most part or healthier people. You're becoming part of a better um, group of people to be a part of when it comes to rate increases. Um, and not only that, they save you a ton of money starting out. So combine that with the rate increase averages, you're, you're going to be in good shape. Now, this isn't going to be the case with every insurance company. I've done episodes in the past where I, I specifically dictate and, and break down how you want to look for an insurance company when you're looking for a Medigap. Go back and listen to my previous episodes. I can't get into all of this in every single episode because I just don't have time to do that. There's just not enough time available. I could do a 20-hour podcast about this, but I try to break them down into little 20, 30-minute segments for you so you can have a little bit of information bit by bit as you go and you're going to continue to learn more. That's the purpose of the podcast. But... Let's talk about the negatives of Plan G because they do indeed exist, no matter what anyone tells you. Let's start with the, the biggest negative of a Plan G. So that $185 deductible, if you recall, that is what's known as the Medicare Part B deductible. So the Medicare Part B deductible of $185, it's not a set thing. Let me start out by saying that. Basically, the Plan G agrees that they'll cover everything that Medicare doesn't cover except for the deductible. So it's not like the deductible's coming from your Plan G. It's just what's left over for Medicare, and they don't cover it. So anyone that's been on a Plan G for some time knows that that deductible can change. Now, granted, over the years, it hasn't changed that much. You know, a couple years ago, it was $167. Um, Last year, it was $183. In 2018, this year it's $185. So it has changed in the past, but it doesn't change dramatically, and it doesn't change the premise. But the, the Plan G has the, the biggest flaw in the Plan G is this. The Medicare Part B deductible, whatever it changes to, the Plan G will not pick it up. And it's very possible that one of these days, the, that Part B deductible could get as high is five, $600 or maybe even more if you give it enough time. And they just won't pick it up. So that deductible could always change. That's always a risk. But it could change to the point where it's gotten quite a bit higher. Now, you might be asking yourself, does that mean the Plan F is worth it just in case of that 
that danger. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. Because the plan F has the same flaw. Because basically the only difference in coverage between an F and a G is the F pays the Part B deductible and the G doesn't, right? So if the Part B deductible goes up, then the plan Fs will have to do what? Raise your rates to make up the difference of what they're covering. Remember, it's a community rate increase, meaning that it's determined on the average of how much claims they're paying out. If the Part B deductible goes up, they will end up paying out more claims. The Part B deductible, folks, <clears throat> can be triggered under a lot of things. Forgive me, I'm fighting a um, bit of a scratchy throat this morning. But the Part B deductible can be triggered amongst a lot of things. You know, It can be cover- triggered by going to the hospital. It can be triggered by... Um, having an outpatient surgery, possibly a doctor's appointment, depending on the type of doctor you're going to see, um, durable medical equipment like wheelchairs and oxygen tanks. Um, there's a lot of thing, different things that you can run into the Part B deductible for, but like I said, it's a one-time thing. Once it's paid, you don't have to pay it again for the rest of the calendar year, but if the Plan F is having to pay more for that Part B deductible, that affects your rate increases in a negative way. So they have the same flaw, But that doesn't mean the plan G is perfect, and you need to understand this. There might be a plan that comes into the marketplace one of these days that usurps the plan G, and that's my whole point in this. Right now, the plan G reigns supreme because there isn't another plan that can suffer from this same flaw. But you need to understand when you pick up a plan G that that is always something that could happen. And the Part B deductible, not only can it change, it most likely is to change, But given our past and previous history over the last couple of years, it doesn't change much. But that doesn't mean that history can't write a new chapter with it. That's the biggest flaw in the G, folks. That's the biggest flaw. And it's something that most people in the insurance industry don't want to tell you. Um, Granted, there's really no answer to it. But it's important that you know that because a lot of people that know that, they might not think it's worth the risk as far as the change. And they might they might think it's better off for them to pick up an advantage plan. You know, that's important information when it comes to making a decision. It could tip the scales in one way or another. Granted. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't dramatically impacted anything yet, but I do think that it matters. Now, Plan G is not the only plan that has this possible thing that comes into the, the, the equation. Plan N also has the plan, the, the Part B deductible. It has other things you pay on top of it, but it has it as well, and there's other plans as well. Um, and to answer anyone's question that might be listening to this, has been listening to me for some time, you might be asking yourself, well, Christian, in the past you've said that Medigaps or Medicare supplements, their coverage doesn't change. What gives? You lied. No, I didn't. The coverage isn't changing when the Part B deductible changes. The coverage is that they won't pay the Part B deductible. The coverage hasn't changed. That's the only agreement that they have. They won't pay the Part B deductible. They never say they won't pay it and it's going to stay this amount forever. The coverage never changes, and that's the coverage down to the penny and down to the, the, the T as well. Um, that the coverage doesn't change, and their coverage strictly and specifically dictates that they won't pay the Part B deductible. So if the Part B deductible changes, it doesn't mean the coverage is changing. Stay with me into segment three. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. 
Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome back, folks. Thanks for sticking with us all the way to the end. Um, I'm not saying this to discourage you from picking up a Plan G, but just so that you're aware of its its whole its flaws. And I'd say that's its major flaw. I mean, other than that, it has the same flaws that any Medigap would have. To where, yes, it it won't pay for anything if Medicare doesn't, and meaning it won't pay for prescriptions on its own. It won't pay for dental, vision, hearing, something along those lines. Um, because Medicare doesn't cover it first. Now, there are some supplements that come with discount programs for vision, hearing, that kind of stuff, but they're typically incredibly limited. Um, but there are some out there that do that, so it's not a blanket statement, but they come with discount programs, not necessarily full plans for it or insurance, and so they're typically limited, but there are some that come with it, but very few, some of the some of the really big-name carriers. Um, but, you know, the Plan G has the same flaws in that regard as any other supplement. But that's the main thing that people don't talk about enough. And I thought that it was a good thing for us to document so that way you know. Because, you know, you're expecting that you're gonna, it's going to be 185 out of pocket per year and it could always be that way. Part B deductible could be five $600 at some point per year. And a five $600 Part B deductible can make a big difference opposed to a $185 Part B deductible. And that being said, it's pretty easy to change from a Medicare supplement to a Medicare Advantage plan during open enrollment if you want to do that. So if, if let's say, that Part B deductible ever did change in that regard, so there's not a lot of risk picking up the Plan G because when they do change that, it would be at the beginning of the next calendar year, so you'd have notice, and you'd be able to make a change if you wanted to. I'm not saying anyone should do that. I'm just throwing out a hypothetical to where you are able to make adjustments and changes if they ever do go that route. Folks, I really, really appreciate you listening. Um, As always, if you have a topic that you'd like me to bring up and discuss on our show, please shoot me an email at christianb at xmission.com. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, B as in boy, christianb at xmission.com. Just the letter X and then the word mission, M-I-S-S-I-O-N.com. Christian B at xmission.com and follow us on your favorite social media to get consistent updates. Um, follow us on YouTube. We're putting out a tremendous amount of YouTube educational Medicare YouTube videos. Um, and we're going to get on a weekly schedule like we do for this podcast for those as well. So go subscribe to our channel and watch out for coming videos. Um, if you like watching videos and learning this stuff that way. Follow us on Facebook, ChristianBrindleInsuranceServices.com. Follow us on Instagram, ChristianBrindleInsurance. Follow me on Twitter personally. I tweet out tons of good information and, and updates on things that are going on in the Medicare world. C underscore E underscore Brindle, B-R-I-N-D-L-E. Um, on Twitter, that's C underscore E underscore Brindle, B-R-I-N-D-L-E. And folks, as always, thank you so much for listening. 
We can't thank you enough. If you'd like to work with me on your Medicare plan, or maybe you're not on Medicare yet, but you'd like to know what your options are, and you live in Utah, where I live, Florida, and Idaho, those are the three states my company is licensed to help you and work with you. And we don't charge anything, and we have no obligation. So if you talked to me or someone at our organization, and you decided you wanted to go in another direction, that'd be perfectly all right. There's no obligation. Um, We are very good at breaking down your choices, explaining them to you, the good, bad, and the ugly, and letting you make a decision. That's our process. We try to keep it simple. And um, we've helped a lot of people, and we've done a lot for our clients. And I, I really feel good about what we do for people. You know, we have a lot of satisfied clients and customers. We have a 99% customer satisfaction rate. And um, we are always there for you. So call my office at 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340, and ask for Christian if you'd like to talk with me and get a free, no-obligation consultation. If you don't live in one of those three states and you're in one of the other 47 states and you just like to pick my brain a little bit, I wrote a book for someone just like you. And it's on Amazon. It's called Medicare Guidance Picking the Plan for You. It's $5.50. Um, for that price, I'm practically giving it away, and it's pretty, pretty simple, folks. Um, Medicare is an investment. Insurance in general is an investment in protecting the greatest asset that you have. In this case, it would be you and your health. So for $10, if you include shipping and handling, you could make a better decision that could potentially save you hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe even tens of thousands on premiums, claims, getting something covered that you need covered that you may not have been aware that wasn't covered on a certain type of program. The book is an easy read, and I personally believe that if you read it cover to cover, you'll know more about Medicare than 90% of the population. It's an easy read. I encourage you to go pick it up. Medicare Guidance, Picking the Plan for You by me, Christian Brindle. Thanks again for listening, and I can't wait to bring another episode on Monday. Have a lovely, beautiful, blessed weekend. Thank you.